crazy poultrying fans and welcome back for another October edition of the crazy poultrying podcast. I'm your host Ian Gaio Loco and here to talk about a very special technical genre of horror and that's cabin in the woods theme and with me to talk about that is the gobbler himself Damon Anderson. Hello. And Mr. Soul Phoenix George. Well, guys, uh, how are you doing today? You ready to talk about some horror again? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and why we, we, we kind of decided to talk about this subject is a little bit of some of us, not all of us here on Crazy Poultry Inc., will actually be going and being in a cabin this Halloween next week, this next weekend. We were going to try to do something, but then when I found out, hey, there's no internet there, I can't do really a podcast from there. So we decided to move it up to right before <laughs> we go, uh, where we could talk about Cabin in the Woods themed horror movies, because it's kind of like its own little sub sub even a micro genre of the actual genre yeah i feel like there's only a handful of movies that you can consider like cabin in the woods-esque films so well there's probably much more but they're probably like direct to streaming or dvd or stuff yeah like there's some of them like you know there's a lot of films right now i've been noticing of uh like based on like the conjuring films and like the nun but they're called like the Nun's Curse, <laughs> or, you know, it's just a cheap knockoff type films. So, yeah, there's probably a lot of, you know, films in that realm, but actually, you know, blockbuster type films, yeah. Yeah, well, also, probably uh, of the entire genre, which it already is a cheap genre to make, Cabin in the Woods themed horror is probably one of the cheapest to produce. Uh, I mean, we could kind of just like glide right into one of the first ones that pop into our head, which is the Evil Dead movies. Oh yeah, uh, made a ton well, of money for like hardly anything. Well, well, excluding Army of Darkness because that does not take place in a cabin; it takes place in the Middle Ages. <laughs> yeah, well, specifically the, the original Evil Dead that yeah. you know is fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have, I recently also just rewatched the second one, and I I think that they're both really good. I do like the second one a little bit more because it kind of starts going to like that kooky kind of fun stuff a bit more. Well, it, it, what happens with it is what happens to a lot of movies is the the first movie turns out to be you know it's made for super cheap, and they're like okay you know. Just gonna, it kind of gets my name out there. Then I made some money. Second one, we're gonna actually be able to have the money to kind of do something with it. And then that's, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it pays off and you get a pretty decent film. And then sometimes it fails. And but this one passed. They, you know. Well, I'm pretty sure this was like Sam Raimi's like coming up. Yeah, it was like almost his. The first Evil Dead is almost like a student film for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, and what's uh, Bruce? This is like one of his big starring kind of roles. Even though he's kind of the main character, it kind of goes back and forth. Like you don't know who necessarily is because they didn't really know. They didn't know if this was going to get yeah. made. Well, this kind of it pushed Bruce Campbell into the limelight of being this icon. That he is. Yeah. Now, you know, now he's, I, I feel like he's very like David Hasselhoff ish, as in <laughs> he was big for like one thing that's like where he's huge. And then like everything after that is just cameos and like <laughs> things like that. <laughs> well, he also then started to like get a little bit behind the camera stuff, like producing. Uh, like he helped produce the remake of Evil Dead. Which I oh, was yeah? not the biggest fan of, but 
Yeah, he he did kind of, but I feel like he's also one of those ones that still can have fun with it, proving with yeah, yeah versus Evil Dead, which recently happened. He didn't mind yeah. coming back to that. Well, it was impressive, honestly. The the you know Ash versus the Evil Dead, like it's so many years afterwards, and it's still like you know plays into like feel like it's a part of it. Yeah. No. Now, I still have not watched the series, so try not to say anything, but from what I understand, it's still kind of a continuation yeah, yeah. of, like, the Evil Dead franchise, in a way. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. It, it is, but isn't. It, it's, yeah. The, it, the best way, I guess, to describe it is, is that you don't lose anything from not watching it. But if you like the series and you like the movies, watching it, it's quite entertaining for those other aspects. Yeah. And you don't need the movies to be able to enjoy and watch the series as well. Is that what you're trying to go for there, Damon? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That fits perfectly. <laughs> well, I mean, the show actually was pretty well received, so I know I'm going to end up watching it at some point. I just had to get it. I just had to finish my horror franchises that I hadn't finished this year, which I did. I'm happy I did that. Uh, but kind of going back to that first Evil Dead, it's like the budget was so minimal. Uh, and the thing that helped actually Sam Raimi a lot is the fact that he was a former magician. So he did, he did like a lot of the. I didn't know that. And one of my favorite long-running effects, especially in the first two, because I don't think it happens in Army Darkness, is like basically it's a motorcycle with a camera going through the woods. Yeah, I, I actually really dig that camera vision because it's like the the you know the the fast like speed to the cabin. Like I dig that. Like that's cool. And. I'm guessing that in some way they're able to edit to where, like, when it gets to the house, like, it then goes, like, handheld to follow, like, Bruce Campbell in the house and stuff. Now, I, when I was rewatching Evil Dead 2, <laughs> when it did that when it did that part, I could have sworn that I almost caught a glimpse of, like, a hand kind of holding the door open. <laughs> so I was like, oh. <laughs> I may have caught an accident. <laughs> Um, but also with that was a big landing in trying to get Claymation coming yeah. back. He's a big fan of that. Just just like Tim Burton is too. Uh, who, who'd have thought? Yeah, two big and, weirdos uh, in Hollywood wants to do Claymation. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just you know seems come out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, and especially when like the. Uh, possessed like head like extends like the neck gets long and stuff yeah, and yeah. head shifts I'm just like huh this kind of reminds me of Beetlejuice yeah um, but not only that their budget was so low especially for the first one they couldn't even get a stuntman so Bruce actually takes those bumps himself yeah and see that's With- the thing that that's what's impressive of all that too like you know it's such a you know because like you're right it really didn't cost like they literally made their money back like times i don't even know like a ridiculous amount because the movie made a ton of money but literally they they literally only had a really really small budget like i think it was i don't even remember i i had seen like figures or something but it was you could maybe say uh, yeah it was like it was like a Jason Bloom production. Yeah, it was literally like a like a super small production. Like it very uh, reminds me of Paranormal Activity or Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, either one of those. Like they were both. But uh, and I mean, you know, obviously Blair Witch made that made its money, and then it didn't really do anything afterwards. Whereas Paranormal Activity were like, okay, we made money. Now we're getting eight of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I don't think it got to eight. Uh, it got to six, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, well, according to what I can find out, the first Evil Dead's budget was uh, three hundred fifty thousand to four hundred thousand. Wow. Box, the box office return was two point seven million. That's pretty good. I mean, but that's and that's that's just the box office. Like now, you know. But now, that, but with that adjusted for inflation, though, twenty nine point four million. Yeah. It, they didn't really so, use yeah. all that much money in, to begin with. It was only like what ninety k or something for its startup. Mm-hmm. And this is distributed by New Line Cinema too. Mm-hmm. Back in it, it came out in October, October fifteenth, nineteen eighty one. Um, but. Yeah, I was, and this did, the success of these films, though, is what landed Sam Raimi the Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. So, they show, he showed that they could he could turn a profit, and they were like, hey, well, now we'll give you the reins of something that you actually might enjoy. And then we got, you know, possibly some of the best Spider-Man films, you know, to this day, still. Yeah. And... Now... now yeah. Same. Well, and you know, we get to see Bruce Campbell in all three of them. Yeah, <laughs> and, and more. Like you know, it's hilarious. I remember when they talked about um, it being the four, the fourth Spider-Man film when that was supposed to be made. He was supposed to be coming in as dressed up like Mysterio. He was supposed to be getting at court in like a in a courthouse at some point. That's what I always heard. Okay. He was supposed to be like he was. I, I well, I don't remember quite if it was Vulture or it was either Vulture or Mysterio, where Bruce Campbell was gonna be. It was gonna come out that he, like his character was that guy. <laughs> I thought it was uh, that, that was gonna be his cameo. It was like a small cameo dressed up like Mysterio or something. I I almost cut. Not not to go too much on the Spider-Man hole, but I would I want to say my favorite Bruce Campbell moment from that is when he's in the third one. He's supposed to be like a French person. Yeah, the way he says, "I am very, I'm I, I'm very French," and he says that in no accent whatsoever. <laughs> I, I I really love him at I'm the just, theater where he's just like, "Yeah, you're not getting in," and like he keeps like <laughs> bar- trying to bark. He's like, "I really need to get in." He's like, "Oh well." Yeah, you should have been on time. Like I, that scene always makes me roll. Which again, though, is what kind of has helped him be so endearing to fans and stuff. Is because he's like, I'm a cool guy. Actually, I like to have fun. Yeah, and I, I do get this vibe from him, even though I've not seen him at a con or something. But, uh, yeah, and. I'm not saying that these films maybe necessarily laid the groundwork for like what people think of Cabin in the Woods movies. Yeah, there are some traits there though. Um, but I get I guess one that got rec- got that got referenced for us to talk about like another one again is let's just face it it's in the title Cabin Fever. Yeah. Uh, which I'm going to start with the least amount on this and say I was not a huge fan of that film. Uh, I understand some appeal of it, but after watching it once, I was like, you know what? I'm good. I don't have to watch it again. Uh, not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was, I, I don't find myself going back to it. Uh, any of you have something to say about it? I, I've uh, seen all of them, man. Like, I mean... <laughs> All, all, all yeah, of them. <laughs> yeah. It, it went up like, let's see, I think on five films. Oh, geez. Yeah, and it, they get pretty out there. Like it, it's, it, I don't know, it, it goes crazy after a while, and like the third one's really <laughs> weird. Like it, it is like unnecessarily weird. Like I, I don't know. But the first one, I mean, the first one's all right for what it is, but it's not, like, amazing by any means. Like, it just, you know, people, like, when they try to bring up, like, ah, like, it made money, yeah, people like dumb movies. So, like... plenty of movies that were, like, you know, 
not that good that made plenty of money. Oh, yeah. So... Isn't that the entirety of the Sharknado? Yeah. But majority... But, like, a lot of but, horror movies also and have And majority of just comedy. horror. The ones that tend to not have the comedy tag are the ones that have, like, psychological horror, which tends to get a lot more deep cutting. Yeah, it doesn't make them... And they never make that much money. No, so. they don't. It's very because it's very much how like yeah. for some reason horror is like looked at as like fast food in a way. Um, yeah, the only thing that I ever took away from that first Cabin of Fever was, <laughs> oh hey look, it's Sean from Boy Meets World in a horror movie. And oh, uh, see well, the thing is, that was you really want to watch depressive the ending. Film, like watch the third one because like the third one literally. Is is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. It's so bad. Like it happens in a high school. Okay, that's the one I thought you were talking about there. It's like yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, it's just it's it's a boring to watch. It's trying like it's to be shameful. a film. Yeah, it, it it's not even that good. <laughs> the only thing I remember about it is it has it has the dude from Hot Tub Time Machine, the young kid. Yeah, he's in that. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty positive that's him. Yeah, yeah, uh... And the only other thing that I really remember is when I was watching something that was talking about the film, and, uh... Ryder was talking about like yeah. filming the part where he smashes his girlfriend with the shovel and how basically just doing the scene was him like smacking the shovel down the ground. There's a guy under the camera with like ketchup uh. bottles filled with fake blood and every time he smacked it down he just squirted at his face. And he's just like and he just had this like look of joy whenever he squirted. It was like his, the epitome sounds of his day was covering me in blood. Fair point. Are you really one to talk, Damon? <laughs> um, yeah, I think the only other one that I saw that was a sequel by name was Cabin Fever Patient Zero. Is that the second, third one? What? I pointed at Peter Damon there. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, huh? Uh, Damon? Still here with us, man? Little buddy? Yeah, this is... I, I, Thanks, I don't know. Damon. Uh, for propriety's sake, you walk off your or question. something? Wow. Okay, I remember that, that there was, was the one, yes. one of the sequels yeah. called Cabin Fever Patient well, Zero. For what, at some point, they get to one where it's like okay. there's like a cabin. It's like not That's a cabin, on. but a uh, like an island where it's just like it's like film, pretty much. Uh, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, like House of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, not going to talk about that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. really have much more to say not about really. Kevin I mean, Fever. It, it's all right. Like, there was does. a remake, I think, last year. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's not worth watching. You, you probably shouldn't pick really? it up. Really? Well, the question of well, yeah, see, there's, there's the a remake the thing about like worse. when you have that, it, it really kind of runs the, along the same lines of the Evil Dead remake. Like, it's not destructively horrible, like, but yeah. if you're watching, you know, like 
it's just not this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I it's it's more the even if the first one's worse, a worse film, yeah. it's still like more almost nostalgic to watch the first ones. There's something more about it. Well, I mean, to me, the yeah. thing that helps the original exactly, one way exactly. more is that it still has, you know, endearing characters that I cared about, which the remake didn't. And they said, like, their main goal was just to basically make you squirm at what you were seeing. Because even Bruce Campbell, who I mentioned, was a producer behind it, said our main goal yeah. was to make people want to leave the theater. And it wasn't even that bad. Yeah. Like of how gross and disgusting it was going to be, and I was like, I—I I mean, I could understand like some people finding some stuff, but I was just like, if that's your main goal, I get that you want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, but I wouldn't suggest I don't going know. It's, that it's route. A, it's very convoluted. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but otherwise, uh, I I guess though could bring up another one though that has Cabot in the title and has a very very different feel and yeah. vibe and different reaction from all of us and that's Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, it's like uh, I a love film the film that I was subtle, actually like subtle, you know really not being like at all subtle at what this movie's. And I was just like, <laughs> and I basically got convinced to just like, yeah, I got nothing going on. My friends want to go see it. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go see it. Uh, and I sat in the theater. Yeah, started, and that, you and I know, like, I think that's a yeah, lot of, what am a lot I of people's for? reactions. Honestly. And I was like, <laughs> what? This, this? Yeah, nobody knew how to just go about this and they're like but the other thing is that also drove them to tell their friends and stuff dude you gotta yeah. go see this movie and it they're almost, like well what's about like, very, I can't um, tell you anything I can't spoil anything to think of the film um, and but, yeah, yeah I, I, I just watched it recently but like it has the same kind of feeling because like it's the same way like things happen well a good example though would be one that Mr. Nicholas Chicken just watched Sleepaway Camp yeah you know, so you know the movie. You ha- you kind of go in expecting something, mm-hmm. and then it turns out to be something completely different. And you're like, "Oh, okay, this this actually surprised me." And that's how that my kind of experiences was with uh, Cabin in the Woods. Like I watched it. Like I didn't watch it in theaters. I, I seen it like afterwards, and I, like I had always seen the cover. You know, that was it's a very iconic cover, yeah. and I was like, "Okay, you know, I'll check it out." Like. What, 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 and, yeah. No, no. So I, I watched it did and it, like did anybody ruin it? You know, you? I, I just was like, oh, oh, oh good. Okay, like I didn't know how to take it and the more I watched it, the more and then like I started knowing all noticing all the little references to stuff within like the you know, the the second, you know, part of the film, all the especially when you see everything and start to when like when there's you know, without spoiling anything, a giant, the giant room with all the stuff, and you can kind of, you know, you, you, you know my reference with that, yeah. And you can kind of just see, oh, I'm mm-hmm. noticing things. And, yeah, it's, it was, I, I actually genuinely love this film as not only a horror film, just a for, film in general. I think it's well-crafted. And I think it threw everybody for a loop, which I think every good movie should do. And yeah, well, yeah, this was the first film that I saw, though, that uh, Mr. Josh Whedon wrote. And then the year after uh, Avengers then came out and. So th- this, if I had known like about well, it's Mr. Hard, Whedon you know, and you like have, his like, writing like, and stuff, you know, I would have gone John into Krasinski. this with a different mindset. Uh, but who would have thought that A Quiet Place would be so good? 
<laughs> but you know, because he's the first, you know, he's the guy from The Office. Like he hasn't really done anything, you know, outside of that a whole lot. And then it's just like, oh, he's writing a horror film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and then and then there's Jordan Peele, which is now starting. This is like starting like a whole new trend of comedians doing horror flicks. Um, but and that, and like you said, the people didn't know how to take this. In fact, in our group that went to go see this, there was only one person that was disappointed with Cabin in the Woods because they were like, I went to that thinking it was this, and it wasn't that. So that's why I was disappointed. And we're like, Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, you go in expecting, okay, like, literally, if you watch the trailer for it, it looks like a knockoff Evil Dead. It's literally what it looks like. It's just some knockoff. You can go in, but yeah, I know what I'm going to watch with this. Yeah. And then everything happens you're like oh there's this is a lot to take in because it is it's i had to watch it like five or six times before i really started to be like okay i, I kind of see what's going on yeah i, I or have, every you know every like subtle reference so that, like see every reference you know, cause there is now, like some of the smaller which... people in it like like there's like the group of like killer stuff going on. Yeah. That's, you know, reference to other films. <laughs> Quiet, George. I'm trying my best to like, I yeah. don't want to spoil anything because like, I do think this is one and... of the few films that like, I don't want to, you know, granted it's years out, you know, well... but still. Yeah. Not nine years old. Um, but, and here's just then a little bit of trivial fact that a lot of people don't really know about this is that this film actually was on the shelf for two years because they did not know how to market it. They just, they didn't know what they had. And yeah. And like, see, that's, that's well, a big thing. This? We don't have really, really a big name to even put this about. attached to, but then. Well, but what helped them then sell it is this is right before Chris Helmsworth becomes Thor. Yeah. And once he became Thor, they're like, oh, here's a name we can actually put out there now. A big thing for me I've noticed is like, you know, yeah, you're right, George. It doesn't necessarily have to, but like uh, for if you want to have a a big grandiose film, you have to have backing. And people want back because they they want to know their investments. You know, sometimes sometimes companies will do that. Like they'll get throw out and be like, okay, we don't know if yeah. this is gonna work, but we're gonna throw all our eggs into this basket because we believe in this person. But a lot of the time, they want their they they want their money back. So like a good backing was like Avengers because they knew they were yeah. probably gonna at least get their money back. And little did they know that they were definitely gonna get their money back, but. Yeah, like that's the thing with investors. Sometimes you got to have, you know, like if you have a, a film and the film's like, all right, the film looks average at best, but then you say, but yeah, we signed Tom Hanks. Then they're probably like, okay, we may actually throw some money into this. Yeah. So, and that, that's why, you know, although people really like in indie films and stuff now, yeah, we but, actually might you know, back it in a big, made. like top notch film. Um, yeah. You definitely have to have some backing. Well, yeah, but it, yeah, because it does kind of make sense when you even watch it. You're like, yeah, how how would I go about marketing this? With that, yeah, and. I mean, they yeah, basically, like how you like, mentioned, you they the trailer, just more like, it looks okay, like it well, we'll just go the like basic Friday route the to make it look like another film. With Evil Dead. Like, it it's literally looks like the most basic, like, gar- it, it looked like it was going to be trash, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and honestly, I think that's why I didn't watch it for a while, because, like, I didn't know about it, and I just, I'd seen the term Cabin yeah. in the Woods, and I was like, eh, eh. It was like, I know where this is going. 
Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, this is going to be like bland and dumb. But, and like, but, I like the like cover. We said, like, I think the cover is really cool looking. And I, I looked at it and I was like, uh, this, you know, whatever. Like, it just doesn't seem like something I'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, like, I love the cover. And now it kind of looks like films, Pinhead is like, know, like playing I, with a puzzle box. After I've seen the house, it, like, I kind of get the reference box. and it makes sense. But, like, going into it, like, you know, just the idea. I'm like, okay, this is going to be some, like, Try to do this and try to do that. Stupid crap. Like, yeah. Like, whatever. So, I... Yeah. I I mean... It... But... But it also is like, hey, you also have to pay attention because... If you're starting to wonder, like, why some characters may be acting this way, yeah, no, or and some, I love how like, they, like it's well, yeah, you have to listen to like these guys of, like, say tropes stuff, horror which films. explains why they're acting this way. I, know. I love it. Um, yeah, and and I, I I think we all though can agree that Marty, the stoner, is the best character out of this. Like, hi, he's like, wait a second, something because he's weird actually here. like the only like, one that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. Well, he also has a he has a very uh unique bong. Tur- turns into a thermos. <laughs> Which he then use he, he then uses as a weapon. Uh but just like uh like whenever there's like a scenario that happens and he's yeah, seen no, it, like, he's just that's like, the thing. like, and I love that. Like, because it oh, the wind is. must have blew it. He's like, uh, have you ever seen that? I think sense? it's Geico. So the commercial with the, the people where they're like, we should, uh, we should do this. And he's like, how about we just get in that moving car? And they look at him and go, are you crazy? And like, the, it's, yeah, and that's kind of what it reminds me of is because like, they're, they're just making the dumbest decisions possible. Yeah, let's go hide by the exactly Kind of reminds you of the, all the characters. Are like, let's go down in this creepy basement, and and that's honestly very like. I mean, that's literally a reference to the Evil Dead when they and they go down in the basement and like they're like looking around and they find yeah. and you know if I'm not mistaken, somewhere sitting on one of the desks there is a copy of yeah. the Necronomicon. It's like it's not you know referenced. It's just like sitting there with like dust on it. Hmm. Uh, well, because yeah, like I, I mean, said, they knew I, what I they were. I probably could go back and so look at it again just to yeah. get clarification. I would not put it out of the realm. Uh, but yeah. Um. But uh, it would be safe to say, though, that, like, a big uh, point in the film where, like, I can even oh, say, because it happened yeah. in my theater, like, just everybody was like, oh, my gosh. It involves uh, Chris Hemsworth on a bike. Where, where everybody was just like, what? <laughs> this this is, like, th- that's how far it goes. Uh, but... I, yeah, I yeah. mean, I could see, like, maybe some people not being into, like, the way, like, this is made and stuff. And, like, c- just because if they're, if they're just going into and they just want a basic, you know, cabin in the woods movie and stuff, it's like, yeah, that's not what you're getting here. But if you want something that's actually very well written, it's actually pretty thought-provoking, too, because... When I went back and I did rewatch some of it, uh, Marty does actually basically say something that is the basic thesis of the entire thing at the end and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I would say all around here, uh, uh, we all really enjoyed this film and pretty much mostly everybody else. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I generally think like, it has good feedback audience, just all yeah. around, but like, yeah, if, if, I mean, honestly, this to all the viewers, if you haven't watched it, you should get your hands on a copy of it and 
you know, check it out. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I think Sam said that statistically it was like yeah. a 7 out of 10 or something, and it tends to be about above average, like a C. Yeah. Um, I, I'd even go farther. I'd, I'd say it's probably like a, a B, solid B. Oh, if I was giving it a grade, I'd go higher than that. I'd give it a I, I, could probably, I could probably bump it up to a B plus. Yeah, I, I think it's genuinely a good film. Like, there's a few things that I have in it where I'm like, eh, you know, but I really like what it does. I like, you know, it's it's, it's very solid. It's very, it's, it, again, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. <laughs> yeah. And it, if also you just need some other cast people, I mean, Richard Jenkins is in it. He's really good. Uh, I forget his name off the top of my head, but. If you have seen uh, Billy Madison, Billy's rival, who plays Richard Jenkins's partner, yeah. he's also hilarious in it, and he's also in Get Out, uh, which I just love all his jokes with his coworkers and stuff. And he's just like, "Oh yeah, you really know how serious this is? Well, get ready." Or like when he messes with one of them that's calling them, he's like, "Am I on speaker?" He's like, "No." Of course not. Okay, I can hear the echo. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to switch you off. Okay. I'm still Jesus. on speaker, aren't I? <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, George, do you have any other words uh, about Cabin in the Woods before we move on? Eh, not really. It's just basically a horror film that's like, stands up pretty well by itself, but it also is paying homage to the majority of other horror films out there as well. Yeah. Well, and vi- cough, cough video games too. Yeah. Uh, also did not want to mention this cast member, but the person that gets revealed as the director was a pretty big surprise to me. Cause let's just say that person is also known for a specific <laughs> kind of horror genre that iconic I don't even want to say the gender of this person because I don't want to give it away um yeah uh other than those uh, uh, Damon did you have any particular one you wanted to bring up honestly like I remember watching this as a kid and that is a wrong turn yeah Uh, which I have not seen but yeah, according for me, to what you've been telling me, like, I might next week. So I see. I remember watching it because, like, the gas station in my hometown was a small, small town, and it had it would sell VC, uh, like videotapes. It would, you could rent them out, and well, that's one of the films that they got. And my my mom rented it, and me and my uncle and aunt and stuff and my cousins all sat down and we. We watched it and it was, I I I I loved it. Like it was it was fun. It was kind of crazy. It was out there and like there wasn't really like you know the whole hillbilly inbred genre was not like a a genre movie really till then. Like the only other one that had came before that that was close is The Hills Have Eyes. Like, yeah, I mean that wasn't really so much. Like they didn't really feel like I don't feel like they really explored the whole inbred aspect with that. At least, you know, not till a little bit, like, later. Oh, okay. Uh, but, like, you know, there, there, there was maybe a handful of films that kind of delved into that, but, like, to me, this was one of the first ones that really, that was, like, that was a part of the film. Like, there was the fact that they were all inbreeding, and that's why they're all, like, deformed and stuff. So that, that was a big thing. there also X-Files, like, Episode that had to do with like that kind of stuff. Uh, very possible. Did he get pulled? Mm. I, I, I never actually watched X Files. Like, so. it, it wouldn't surprise me. I still my my favorite my favorite you know side point my favorite and episode it, of X Files is still the one where they did cops because that was hilarious. <laughs> like it was. But but yeah, you know that you know 
Okay. George, have you seen Cabin on the Wall? Uh, have you Have you seen Wrong Turn? <laughs> have I seen what? Now? Wrong Turn. No. Oh, well. <laughs> Wrong Turn. Well, I. <laughs> You're the one here. Uh, uh, that sounds is, about is right. Is this from 2003? Yeah, because I I have pulled it up and I'm like, well, I could at least say I would watch it for. Well, uh, uh, so a big thing about the very, first very one young. is compared to the others, the other ones are all right. Like they're you know they're average at best. Like they were all. I'm pretty sure most of them, if not all of them, were direct to DVD. So, well, I'm looking. Yeah. So far, I've seen Wrong right. Turn Six. So could could that be the final one? Yeah, says, there there was a prequel says, last resort. Too. But yeah, but yeah. So the first long turn, uh, of course. Yeah, in the first one though, it was really you know it had a big budget behind it. Like they actually but, had the money to really shoot the film. And the thing is though, it's like it's one of those weird issues because like they had the money, but they they only had to do a little bit like there wasn't really a whole lot you know it wasn't like there was these big fancy explosions and sets like the money like i don't know like i feel like they still made a ton of money and overall though i think it's a very solid you know and it, it really gives that feeling of cabin in the woods because essentially the synopsis is like these guys are on like a road trip type thing and they get on these back roads and they literally get stuck in the middle of the woods. And so they start walking around and then they, yeah, they get attacked by these freaking inbreds. And it's just a, a fight for their <laughs> life. Pretty much the whole thing. It, it's really solid. And I think you're going to love it. Uh, you may not love it, but I think you're actually going to probably at least, at least enjoy it. I think I'm going to. Well, Here's some other facts for you that I've pulled up. Uh, the budget on this was $12.6 million and box office was $28.7 million. So it made some profit, which is why it probably got the, the sequels later. Uh, funny enough, if this is the one that's a prequel, which is yeah, called Wrong Turn 4, Bloody Beginnings... It's during the winter. Poster makes me think it's a Christmas it, movie. It's they're stuck in an insane asylum, which 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 is giving me like a well because like the just the feel well, of the one of the well, the thing is too. And if I'm not mistaken, the five. same actor comes back for just about all the films. The guy who plays uh, Three Fingers is the guy's name, and he's from the original. And I know he was in just about all of them besides maybe the second one but i'm pretty sure he's actually consistently in there as like the the actual guy just not the character so that that's that's pretty cool that's something interesting yeah he's like the iconic guy from uh okay because i'm kind of looking oh What's that? Well, you want to know what two other big films he's been a part of? Uh, Interesting. Man of Steel and X-Men. I found what I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Sorry to distract you and your like intelligent conversation here. The X-Files episode I was, ta- I was <laughs> talking about, it's called Home, which was the second episode of the fourth season, which had to do with uh, the this uh, family uh, called like the Peacocks, which were these mm-hmm. like, inbred, like, whatchamacallits, basically. I've seen this episode. Like, yeah, it has like the deformed baby. They bury the baby alive. They do this investigation. They find the family's mother, like with like all of her limbs removed underneath the bed because they're trying to hide her, et cetera, et cetera. Normal X Files shenanigans. That episode got pulled because it was too disturbing. But yeah, that that was. Oh, look at that! Sorry, I... <laughs> no, that, that I mean that's uh, the the thing is like yeah no like I I didn't know Ang but like yeah, now that you actually mention it yeah I've seen that it's 
It was it was pretty strange. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh wait, there was X Files stuff that wasn't strange. I mean, I haven't even watched the show, but I'm not going to put that out there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, watch this episode. It's not strange. But yeah, but as far but as far as uh, wrong turn goes, though, like I, well, I, I mean, I think you're going to actually really enjoy it. And like I said, you may not love it. it. You know, it's not a fantastic movie by, I would say, any means, but it's pretty good. Well, uh, if at least I can get something out of it enjoyment-wise, that might be the best odds. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not gonna go into this, you know, with already, you know, criticism on my mind. Like, yeah. yep, what do you got? Uh, but uh, G- George, is there uh, any other particular one that you would want to bring or... up? Well, well, cat like a cabin in the mm, woods kind of feel. I, I had something it. bubbling in my head, but I kind of forgot it. Uh, yeah, give me a minute. I might be able to actually come up with something here because it, it keeps like popping into my yeah, head. Yeah, because as we mentioned, like more of the the underground section of it, like. Going in down into the depths of darkness of the the basement. Well, I mean, I, just thinking of that, there's three films come to <laughs> mind when I can think of like in that kind of sort of well, probably probably closer to it. That's definitely the Blair Witch, and you know we already discussed that. And uh, well, I mean, if, if we just stop at Blair Witch, honestly, because like that one is very reminiscent of that feeling of the, you know, because just because it's cabin in the woods doesn't necessarily mean, like, you know, just the idea of being in the woods that's very, you know. Wait, uh, Damon, do you remember that, like, the Goosebumps TV show? Uh, on topic, there was an episode where a kid uh, went into the basement and there's a furnace or something that granted him wishes. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, or he had to sacrifice like other kids to get uh, wishes granted to himself. Yeah, it was yeah. Pretty, pretty dark. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, but yeah. What, what sounds was like was the most that, darkest that, like, episode I've ever heard of? Are you afraid of the dark? Something club. Yeah, that was it. That was it. I, I, like all the stories from that were sort of creepy and dark, like more so than normal shit. On yeah, TV. especially and it was kids programming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the 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 goosebumps that I always recall in my head involves like uh, it, the twist being that it wasn't really humans it was aliens yeah. that were watching and just like reacting to how humans well, would react. funny enough they had uh, basically like a werewolf they, almost <laughs> there was an episode of goosebumps that i definitely remember that it was like they were hey, this kid goes to the summer camp and it's uh, he goes through the episode and you're like this kid's like get, you think he's getting attacked by this monster and basically it was like you learned your life lesson uh you know this is like he comes out of it trying to be, like, a better person. He's like, okay, like, I get it. You guys were pranking me to, like, teach me a lesson on being a good person. And it's like, now you're ready for the trip. And he's like, what trips? And he's like, oh, the trip to uh, scout out Earth. And then they look up and they point at Earth and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... I can't quite remember Yeah, that's the, name. the one I was uh, talking but about. It was, yeah, it was, that was a weird... That was a weird episode. But yeah, that, that honestly, that gives me a very cabin you know, in the woods kind of feel, too. Like, <laughs> it's... I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you know, a I camp, think that, you can almost actually, say a little bit like know, a crystal That was the other feel. one that I was going to bring up, is, you know, most of the... in Friday the 13th, although we've already talked about them, but... Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that that that's why I was like, I'm yeah. excluding those. Uh, we've we've but, already yeah, started no, to talk I mean, about those today. You know, the, especially the, uh, you know, the second one definitely gives that kind of feeling of you know that's another one that kind of coined the the cabin mm-hmm. in the woods esque feeling, like you know that. Yeah, I I feel I feel like you know kind of mentioned on the top and, and that's what I was like, like basically this, a micro genre a of the whole genre thing, but like there's a handful there's probably there's probably there's probably more like we said like that are in like the bargain bin stuff <laughs> like you have like you have to like yeah, yeah. look for it or you accidentally come across it because most of the ones in, like the mainstream have been kind of hit already, which, which obviously the big, which obviously the biggest ones that have stood yeah. so far is like been you know like Cabin you know, in the, the Woods Texas and the Evil Dead movie. And I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I just I don't know if I could you know it's more of a house in the woods if you will like, and it doesn't really. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, well, like. Not even really a woods, it's, a you know, in the yeah. middle of nowhere in Texas. I, I think <laughs> one of them that we were talking huh? about uh, prior to doing yeah. this is The Conjuring, and I think that's, you know, that's even pushing it. I think if we were talking about the actual house that The Conjuring is based off of, it's more mm-hmm. aligned with a Cabin in the Woods type of feeling, but, like, the actual house in the film and stuff, like, it's just, you know, eh. Like I mean, it's it doesn't really give that feeling, but I'd say that's probably the closest one uh, to out of like a, you know a newer mainstream one kind of feeling. Oh, or because it just all of a sudden popped back in my head. Um, you also could find them like on streaming stuff, especially Netflix, because the one that I actually just finally recently watched that I would consider a cabin yeah, yeah. in the woods because like we just kind of said, even if they're a little bit more like a house. Um, yeah, yeah. But if it's very isolated and the, it's like a very small cast, I could consider it. Yeah. So yeah. that's I, why I, could, I would mention I uh, and you know, Now that you mentioned that, Netflix. I'm thinking of the, the original The Strangers. No, no, it was it was at their it was again a house though, but it was still in the middle of nowhere, like in the woods, like very secluded, like it it was very you know in that kind of realm, like you know, like I said, you know, like you said, it's such a small genre, it's it's hard to really like nail down specific, but there is obviously the standouts, and I think we've covered just about all of them, yeah, but. yeah. Yeah. I, how, however, I just kind of want to get a bit more of Hush out there, which it's about a author woman that is deaf and mute and has a slasher stalker at her house, and she's all by herself. And it's written and... It, well, yeah. one of the writers is also the director, which is Mike Flanagan, who some may recognize... As he then got to do Doctor yeah. Sleep, and then Haunting on Hill House, which is also on Netflix. But the thing that I didn't know is that the actress that plays <laughs> the author is also one of the writers of the movies. Oh, so it's kind of like a weird dual thing where it's like, did she write this movie? Yeah, honestly, while I have a little. I have more respect in for this it movie she did because that's really cool, actually. Uh, Yeah, and uh, there there's just a few kind of things in there because I'm like this is re- this is you know trying to be grounded and real, and there's like a few times where I was like, um, yeah, yeah. Are you sure you're gonna do this? Are you sure you didn't notice this? Uh, but I would say that the feel and look of it, which if you're a Mike Flanagan fan, which I definitely am now. Uh, it kind of is like the groundwork of what he would then go on to do. 
so I would highly recommend Hush. Uh, also, kind of thing is I wish that yeah, I yeah. kind of got a better knowledge about the killer. Because, like, if you think that Michael Myers yeah, yeah. or something is, like, ambiguous, this is a little bit less. Like, you, like, really well, don't sometimes know. Sometimes there's never really a reason, up. you know. <laughs> or why. Do you, do you have yeah. to have a reason? Yeah. I mean, it's not like that. It's just like, yeah, this is so secluded. Yeah, and well, and and that, like that's you'd kind have of to why I think you might know, know about this almost to find it. It doesn't necessarily. So, it's just like these guys live here, but it doesn't necessarily. And then, like, then you get like the prequel film that tried to explain some of it, and it's just like, uh, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's always my biggest problems with prequels. It's like you try to explain yeah. something that you don't really need like, to explain some something. Unexplained. Especially just, when it's... You know, it has the proper creepy vibes. It has the right atmosphere. It has this sense of foreboding and uh, can create the proper sense yeah. of threat. It, it's... Yeah. But there also can be really smart ones like sci-fi. That do have uh, to explain. What was that? Um, um, it, it, it had that black goo. Pro. Uh, it's a sci-fi horror, and this black goo kind of just kills everybody slowly on this like protogen or something. Mm. I I'm racking my brain here trying to remember it. Uh, I don't know it. Because the first thing that pops into my head now, whenever I hear black goo, is <laughs> or like the uh, most recent oh, Black Christmas. I'm thinking Prometheus. Which, which, yeah, which, that's sci-fi. Prometheus. Yeah. Which is then yeah. connect, which is then connected to the Alien franchise. Which is one thing that I was kind that I was kind of mentioning earlier. I'm not going to give away why I was mentioning that. Uh. But yeah, then there's like stuff like that that is yeah very kind of thorough and does want to explain some stuff. But yeah, yeah, it has that vibe of a horror film, and it's like that is the one of the entire series that I would say is actually yeah, a horror the, yeah, film. No, it definitely, Aliens is definitely much more of an action. I mean. I guess also what was it life um, also had that weird but, kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, uh, with which there was a weird petition thing going say around that. saying that it was a prequel to Venom, but everybody was just like, "Where where's this coming from? This has been like." Not said by anybody in the production. None of the actors have said. Yeah, this. the the and MCU it's just has because everybody wants everything to be connected for people. <laughs> right, everything's related to. Why, no, honestly, why do you think people stay connected? for even movies that you know is not going to have an after credit scene? People stay. People, a lot of people stay and watch the whole film now. For no reason altogether, and it's literally because I mean, it's like ingrained into them to like stay after a movie yeah. to see if something else happens. I think like Pixar was one of the few, first people that did that. Yeah, because like at the end of quite a few of those uh, Pixar, there's will be like one there last one. joke. Yeah, well, do. the thing is, like you know, I never uh, like you know, I would never really probably stay for something like yeah. that, you know, because I can always see that you know later, especially now. But, like, you know, it's for the MCU, once, you know, it's going to connect somehow. It's going to show you potential for the next film or something like that. And so, you know, like, you kind of, you feel like you're like, okay, I've already sat and watched this two and a half hour movie. Maybe I should just sit and, you know, actually finish, you know, through the credits and everything. But now I notice it doing it for my, you know, I do it myself. There'll be a movie where I know there's going to be nothing afterward. And, like, I'm just like, okay, whatever. And I could probably leave, but I'll sit there and wait for the whole credits. And then, like, 
couple times I've been surprised and it's kind of had one and I'm like, why is this here? Like <laughs> so I mean Oh, um uh, I think even like say Monsters versus Alien, that movie also had yeah. the end credits. Because it was just one last joke. Hey, I I can dig it though. I I I mean I appreciate it and like I'll stay now. Like I said, it's just force <laughs> a habit, but it's just it's kind of funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, I think we've kind of come to the end because I don't feel like we have any more we can talk yeah, about with kind of cabin themed movies. Uh, <laughs> so, sorry if any of the listeners were, but at least if you're entertained by this. Uh, I mean, we did mention almost three times that this is a micro, micro genre, but we just kind of wanted to talk about this because some of us are going to go be yeah, in a cabin. Well, I, I hope we do, honestly. I, I hope we may have weird it, feelings when we're out we there. Because it's, you know, it's right there on a pond, it's quiet, like it's <laughs> It's, you know. So if we see a hockey hockey mask floating in the water, I'm getting out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, I I guess, though, we can kind of wrap this up. and normally, you know how I always say, and the guests on here today, they're probably not going to have anything to plug, but I'll give you their last words. Uh, starting with George, uh, you have any final words nostalgia and stuff. to give? It just makes me miss my old van. And it was down by the river. <laughs> right? No, it, it died because it uh, got set on fire. That's another story. Uh, yeah, I, I I have heard of this story. So honestly, um, I, I mean, well, one thing I hope everyone da- has Damon, a happy your final words. It's coming up, you know, and it, yeah, mm-hmm. just you know, enjoy it that. Won't, won't have a podcast for Halloween. Go out so and watch. Some, go out it. and watch some horror movies. You know, it's October. <laughs> Do your civil duties and watch some horror movies. Yeah, uh, I'll just read and iterate. If you haven't already, yes. with the timing of this recording, please go vote. Do your civic duty and do oh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I already, have. I already have. Anyone uh, who, uh, Damon, I believe you know, I already have. So anyone who can do it, go do it early because you don't want to wait till, till the day of. Because for you know, looking at the. The as the, the idea of what's going to be there, like it's going to be huge. So you're going to be waiting multiple upon multiple hours where you could go. Yeah, I think most people are going to like wait to the last minute. Yeah, and that is probably reason. the dumbest thing uh, they can do because they're probably the going to be in line like ten hours. <laughs> uh and. To kind of do it different differently, yeah. and then I'll be like, "Yeah, enjoy some horror movies and stay in your home when you can. Uh, don't maybe go out unless you're going to a, like us, like a private setting. Uh, but other than that, I hope that you all have at least found some enjoyment in our mad ravings today." Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Ian Novak. You can find me on Twitter at GuyOloco89. Please, if you enjoy this, subscribe. And please tell your friends. And if you want to help support, you can help support on the Anchor app. And other than that, uh, George, thank you for being here once again. Yeah, pretty much. You're, you're just here 24-7. And then they shake the box sometimes. Uh, th- throw some food in there. This, yeah. this is your snack for the week. <laughs> yeah. 
your pupper may have put the holes in with your feet, so. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, Damon, thank you also again once again for j- always joining up. Uh, and, and not to give anything too away, but this will also there'll be the week of a start of a possible work horror for us, but we will get through it, and uh, I'll see you guys there tomorrow. Until then, 